ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining Podcasts. Society 13.com. I like to listen. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. Society 13 Networks. And now your host, David Farron. Folks, friends, and fiends, welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. I have an old friend, but a newcomer to the show, which is kind of strange, really. That doesn't happen too often. Usually we have you guys on right away. But we, I, I, let's just say, Jonathan Patrick Hughes, he is a fan of horror, and uh, he goes as far back as one can go with horror for his age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We met at a party an eon ago, and we were talking things like um, It's Alive, uh, what else? Rob Zombie. Rob, Rob Zombie. We talked a lot about Rob Zombie. Yes, we did. Um, and we got to a point where... I was like, I felt like I grew up with you as far as these horror movies were concerned. Like, I don't even know where your knowledge comes from. But uh, you found all these old nostalgic flicks that I absolutely adore. And now you've grown up and you're making your own. Yes. Let's talk about Saint Nick. Uh, Saint in parentheses as in ain't Nick. Nick, right. Yeah. Uh, the idea came uh, right after we just got done shooting my first film, which was Apartment 1109. So four four days later, I was ready to just go back and just make another movie. Um, prior to going to film school first, you know, because I, when I made 1109, I wasn't even in school yet. I wanted to make a film before going to film school to see what I can do and then do something during school and then, of course, after school. So mm-hmm. I came up with the idea to do a, a white trash Christmas flick <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah, just make it. I, I gotta say, Horace is the most disgusting individual in any movie I've ever seen. There is nothing, like, nothing likable about this guy. Nope. And that's not a spoiler. It comes out right in the beginning. Yep, yep. <laughs> Horace. Uh, was he based on anybody you know, or? No, um, it's funny, uh, when I was, uh, writing the script, um, I spent a lot of time watching, uh, Rob Zombie movies, because the film is dedicated to him, and... 
So I wanted to pretty much try and create uh, my own version of if Rob Zombie was creating a new character. Nice. So I took something from like Bill Mosley, Otis. Oh, he's a regular yeah. on here. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Otis was was a, a real big uh, um, someone I looked up to from his films to nice. make horrors. But then I also, when I was uh, having conversations with John, I was you know make it your own. You know, watch Devil's Rejects, watch House of a Thousand Corpses, but then put those two together and then bring out your own. That's interesting. He had never seen those. Before. No, no, he has. Yeah, okay, he has. But like when you're when you're prepping your own character, you want to get them in that that, yeah, well, that mode. There goes one of my questions right there. Uh, yeah, I, I, he was trashy. Yeah, he was <laughs> very he trashy. Was. There wasn't a good. Oh my god. I mean, I could. That, this is one of those movies you really can't eat, and it has nothing to do with the gore. Mm-hmm. You just lose your appetite watching because yeah. of him. Yep. <laughs> He's yep. just a miserable person. He is. But, uh, let's talk about the actors now uh, that we got. There's only three. Uh, yeah, there's three, three and then there's yeah. two voice actors. Right. Okay. You should probably introduce their names. And Okay. Um, Leanna Hergenrader, who uh, I have plays, a crush on, yes. Yes, uh, who plays uh, Ashley Cummings, which is also Rob Zombie's real last name. Um she uh she's been with me since day one nice. uh we we've worked on three films together and uh i can't make a film without her you know, cool we have that just that bond where like she knows what i'm looking for and i know what i can get out of her you need those people in your back pocket right. man or just your right hand you need your chewbacca right i'm sorry honey i'm not comparing you to chewbacca but <laughs> anyway <laughs> but yeah um and it's funny it's kind of like you know whenever like we're making a movie we always say um I'm like her Tim Burton, and she's like my Johnny Depp because we're always working together. Muse. So, yeah. Fantastic. Um, so I knew right away that I wanted her to be involved in this film. Um, I also knew that it was something different for me to write because it's very vulgar, very disturbing. So I wanted to make sure that she was okay with how she was going to be talked to on set. I was so going to ask you that. Yeah. So um, she 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 was she had no problem with it. She knows it's all fun and games, and it's just acting, right? And then, but there's a lot of references to her junk in a very uh, foul, nef- nefarious. <laughs> yeah, yep, one hundred percent. And that was another question. I was like, you know, I'm not going to change my script because you know either you can do this or you can't. She's like, no, I don't care. And I was yeah, like, awesome, well, good. So and then John had the issue. Was he didn't he didn't know that Leanna was you know in her twenties, he thought because the character Billy plays a ten eleven year old, I guess he kind of thought maybe his sister was around the same age, oh, so okay. he was like, well, I don't want to say this to a twelve year old, and I'm like, well, no, no, she's in her twenties, it's okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, like, yeah, how, like how did? All right, you obviously met the kid's parents. Uh, this Billy, yeah, Billy. What's yeah. his name? Uh, his real name was Chase. Okay, Chase. what full name you want to Chase drop that? Okay, like how do you approach parents? I always wonder because I, 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 you know, I've done a lot of things with um, uh, Johnny Daggers mm-hmm. who makes films, and he, he said working with kids is very difficult. It's hot, it's hot or cold. Okay. It's fifty fifty. They either do what you want or they will never do it. And he ran into never do it. Um, but how do you approach the parents and say, hey, uh, this is going to happen in this film, and it's pretty nasty. Uh. Uh, <laughs> I was dating his mother. <laughs> so, oh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> so, um, and there were a few other kids that I was uh, talking with, but their parents had problems with the script, and oh. they, didn't, they didn't want, right? You know, their eight-year-old kid being talked to like this. And I was like, I understand. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she, her, his mother allowed it to happen, and uh, 
I during the process I kept telling them like when we start shooting, it's not just you know shoot action cut right. go like right. you're there for like nine hours. Oh yeah. A day. Oh, I've I've you been know? in several just the past two years that yeah. are all coming out. You know, it's and not... we're talking. I was there twenty hour days. Yeah. And you may not even get put in the scene. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he he kept saying okay, okay, and then we get on set and he was great. Yeah. Like he was awesome. Like he understood. Like he wanted to keep going and keep going. And we had him um out of the five days of shooting, we had him for three. You know, but yeah, I mean he he did he did great. He did wonderful. Well we're talking to Jonathan Patrick Hughes here on Kettle Whistle Radio, uh local director in Pittsburgh, of course, the home of the dead. Um we're gonna get back with him in a little bit here. Right now, I think maybe we should play a Bill Mosley song first. Uh, he he allows me to play his stuff. Nice. Yeah, let's do a little Bill Mosley here a little bit here. We'll get right back to you. Thanks for listening. We're back with Jonathan Patrick Hughes. Say hello. Hello. 
And you just heard some Bill Mosley because we're both fans and friends of the guy, and he allows me to play his stuff. Um, coming up later, I do. I, I got to say this while I can look at it. My friend Anthony Everett, who is actually a, a, he's a veteran of uh, Kettle Whistle Radio. Back in the day, I think he was on the fifth episode, and um, we did the stupidest thing we could ever do. We went to a concert in Lawrenceville where we interviewed ten bands all in one night. Can you imagine? It's too much. Too much. It was too much. It was loud. Uh, but that was really early on. But yeah, his band. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this. Um, let's see. Oh, God. Actually, the song is called Auto Cannibalism Beneath the Avalanche. That's a mouthful. Uh, th- this is a <laughs> All right. They're death metal that are really, really into history. And they're called Tafos Nomos. And you can find them on... Uh, well, definitely on Bandcamp. That's where I found them. And you'll hear a song later on in the show by them, by Tefas Nomos. It'll be called Auto Cannibalism Beneath the Avalanche. Enjoy. But right now, we're talking to Jonathan, and he has some interesting stories that I don't even, I, I didn't know about until like seconds ago. Um, Romero? Hmm? Uh, yeah. Uh, George Romero uh, uh, is, took over the uh, film program that I uh, attended. Uh, now it's called the George Romero Filmmaking Program, and uh, I was able to go down to the school and work with him and like cool. talk to him and you know while they're doing all these interviews for him to uh, taking over uh, the school. So that was interesting. That was a lot of fun. Um, he had a lot of awesome stories uh, talking about Creepshow, Martin, um, The Dark Half, and Monkey Shines. And all classics. All, all of his films. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Actually, where you're sitting right now, um, uh, the other half, John Russo, will be in here. Um, and we're going to be recording a song for My Uncle John is a Zombie. You can see the little poster behind you there. Uh, underneath the Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, that one. That's that's the movie that's coming out. My Uncle John is a Zombie. And John Russo plays Uncle John. And uh, it is his unofficial, official um, sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Nice. Yeah. And it, that's my publisher. That's in the cop uniform there. That's yeah, Gary Vincent. Debbie Rochon's in it. Uh, the drummer from Guar. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of... Uh, and I... Well, I get killed in it, and I keep bragging about that. Um, but yeah, John Russo's going to sit there and record a song uh, here in the studio uh, for that. I believe it's going to be in the movie. I'm not sure if he's doing it as a separate entity or not, but it should be interesting. But so Romero, was he nice dude? I, yeah. From what he, I understand, he's great. He's very, very down to earth. Yeah. He, he he just he he loves his fans. He's just yes. very, very talkative. You know, just you want to learn. You know, talk talk to John. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, there was this brush with fame. Uh, I I wasn't sure if I could talk about it or not. But Rob Zombie. Uh, yeah, Rob Zombie. Um, pretty much uh, came out and like you know we we talked about um, how I dedicated the film to him and he was honored. And We're stuff. talking about Saint Nick. Yeah, with okay. Saint Nick, okay. and um, you know it wasn't. It, it was just a brief brief little like hey you know thanks you know great job you mm-hmm. know keep it up you know keep doing what you're doing you know don't give up you know and then we talked about 31 i enjoyed that movie. i did too 31 I, was good i did too yeah that one i also like clown which is not rob zombie but did eli you like roth. clown eli roth yeah, yeah i did yeah i talked about that on I'm, I'm surprised you know what the, uh, you probably see it too um i i've loaned that movie to people I'm like this is a pretty disturbing film and they're not disturbed they're like meh like Wow, just we're so desensitized to things. Clown? Clown's a yeah, disturbing yeah, movie. It is. That's a, and that's coming from you and me. Yeah. Like if you're not disturbed by that, I don't really get one of my sponsors actually was not disturbed by it. So I have to be careful here. Tread tread lightly. 
but that was a good horror movie. Just a, a clown eating kids. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it I mean, I mean, sure, we saw it with Pennywise, yeah. but not the same idea. No. It's not a ripoff by any means. No, not at all. No, and I am looking forward to the new um, it. it. Yes. Yeah. Who's yeah. directing that? Uh, I forget his name, but I know that they did do a, a two-parter. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah the kid version and then the adults. The adults. Yes. 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 That's it has to be done that way, and it will be rated R. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that happens. I hope they do it justice. From the point where, do you remember they see the shark fin from Jaws going down the sewer mm-hmm. line? You know, like the kid just saw the movie. You know, the lizard creature that chases them on their bike through the like the park. The spider. Oh my god! I, well, I mean, it's just so much. Yeah. But I want to see it. You yeah. know, let's do the monsters this time. You know, not just Pennywise. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I love John Ritter. I liked that's you know. I miss John Ritter. Made for TV. I miss him a lot. I miss him a lot. But that, yeah, he pill, he played uh, Bill Denbrow, correct? <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, that, I I enjoyed that miniseries. It was good for made for TV. It's enjoyable, and people ripped on that too. But that was a good cast. There's a lot of made for TV films that Stephen King did that were really mm. good. Storm of the Century. Oh the, yeah, The Stand. The Stand. Yeah, they. That was a first of all one of my favorite books. They followed it real close, real cl- as close as you can for TV. Right. But we're straying from the topic here. We're t- supposed to be talking about Saint Nick. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, you do things with a grilled cheese sandwich in this movie that, uh, well, I can never eat a grilled cheese awesome. again. That, I, <laughs> that, yeah. Um, oh, God. It's awful. <laughs> I can't even. Uh, uh, that, yeah, I don't even know how that even came up in my head. Um, I remember that a lovely um, story. when I was writing uh, the script and all these um, really uh, vulgar ideas. I locked myself in my room, mm. turned the lights out for like two hours, and I just said, you know, if I was <laughs> disturbed and vulgar, like what would I say to, I don't know, a 19, 20-year-old stepdaughter that is disgusting? And then, then the idea of having grilled cheese sandwich right next to me, I'm like, this is disgusting, this is disturbing, this is going in my film. God's most perfect food, and you just destroyed it. Yep. Oh, my God. I I don't know what the actress was thinking at that point. But, uh, yeah, like, (laughs) Horace is just awful. Yeah. (laughs) There's a couple things that happened that weren't in the script. Okay. as we were rolling on set, I'm like, do this, do this. And if it works, we'll keep it. If not, we'll cut it out. Did did you film in Pittsburgh? Yeah, we actually filmed in John's house. Oh, okay. So uh, he's, at the time, he was in the, uh, the process of, remodeling the whole entire house i'm like this is great you know it's it's you know it's broken down you you have stuff (laughs) everywhere keep it this way till we're done shooting and then remodel it you know like let's just use your house so we used his house for the the whole entire time and some days were better than others you know Mm. the the first two days it was really hectic there was a lot of people there so well without giving anything away Mm -hmm. um can you tell people like sort of the premise Uh, it's tough yeah um Pretty much, it's just about a brother and a sister who are grieving over the loss of their mother who passed away on Christmas Eve the year prior, and now they're pretty much trapped living with their alcoholic, abusive stepfather. And little Billy's trying to recapture Christmas, and it's difficult. It's just not going to happen. So he makes a wish for Santa Claus to come and kill his stepfather. Oh, you said it. I wasn't going to say that. It's actually on the poster. Yeah. So... Okay. All right. Then you really said it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah. Well, well um, how do well distribution wise, like, how are people going to be able to see this thing? Um, Body Bag Films. I reached out to them last February, and I had a 
uh, deadline to get them to film. Well, I'm not one to just rush just for you know deadline. You know, we have other people. Right. The people who were working on the film had other things going on, so they yeah. couldn't just work on Saint Nick. Of course. Know? So, I kept telling them, you know, give me about another month, another month. Well, finally, I just gave up and I said, it's not going to happen. You know, it's, you guys gave me a deadline. I didn't follow it, so that's just it. They came to me in August and like, where's the movie at? Hey. And I was like, oh, I thought. You know, you guys didn't want it because it just took too long. I'm like, no, we're waiting for you. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Though. All right. Yeah. Cool. So cool. I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. So we did one one more version of it, and then had a screening in August at the school where I graduated from, and it was received really well. And then I sent them the copy like the next week. They got it. Then right. Troma came. Oh. And now shit. Troma has it now. <gasps> so Troma picked up uh, Saint Nick with. Um, uh, a, a uh, Christmas horror anthology called The Twelve Slaves of Christmas. So now it's part of an anthology. Hey, and congratulations. Thank you. That's thank awesome. You. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, and All right. you can actually watch the whole thing on tromanow.com. So, okay, yep, you hear that, folks? Yeah. So, Tune in. So now we're waiting to hear back on like DVD, you know, Netflix, you know, all this stuff. Like if it's going to happen, grilled but, cheese, yeah, you know, all, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't eat grilled cheese <laughs> while watching movie. this movie. <laughs> no, don't. Don't. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break here for uh, yeah station identification. All right, stick with us. Looking for a new date night experience or just a night out with a family? Try someone else's bar. It's located at three eight four one Willow Avenue in Pittsburgh, PA. Elsa's is open on from Tuesday to Saturday from 4 to 11, and the kitchen is open every night until 11. <laughs> beer specials include the revolving handle as well as the beer of the month. Some of our great specials include Wing Sale Wednesday. You get 20% off of 6 or 12 wings, and you get free celery upon request. New items include the fish wrap with grilled fish, fresh cut fries, Homemade coleslaw in a wrap with your choice of sauce. Or how about try the delicious burger quesadilla, ground Angus beef, choice of cheese, lettuce, tomato, and you can add on any topping you would for a burger. To see more specials, menu items, and directions, go to www.someoneelsesbar.com. Someone Else's Bar. Food, drinks, candy. Why go anywhere else? I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. 
still here? Okay. Let's play a game.
just heard. Athos Nomos, a little death metal from Butler, PA. My friend Anthony Everett. Friend him on Facebook. Look them up there on Facebook and Bandcamp. If you're interested, they have a demo there. I dig them. Um, still here with Jonathan Patrick Hughes. And we, uh, we're talking metal a little bit. We're looking at this new album that I, I got, Super Joint. And we have Phil Insomos, other band. Um, one of many. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was talking to him I, when I was hanging out with uh, Bill Mosley. Uh, Phil and Bill have a band together, and I think the album is recorded. Uh, they, uh, Phil and Summo flew Bill Mosley out to uh, New Orleans, and they uh, did Phil and Bill, and you could hear it on Metal. Uh, what is it? Uh, Liquid Metal on XM. I've heard it there. Uh, but I don't know what's going on with that. But you had a story because I'm looking at this. It, it used to be Super Joint Ritual. Yeah. Um, the Phil, Phil's band, and you uh, fill me in why they can't use Ritual. One of the members, um, I believe, uh, that left the band uh, just had some of the, the legal rights mm-hmm. to the uh, name of the band, and just, you know, there was a... Typical bullshit. Right, and so they just dropped Ritual and just called themselves Super Joint. Okay. No. Right. Well, it's still fits. It's still them. It's know? a great album, the new oh, one. It oh, it is. It's, it's a real good album. I mean, I, what, caught up in the gears of application. Yes. What is with these long-winded <laughs> names of bands and albums? All right, anyway. Uh, well, let's see. You were talking off-air about a children's movie. Yeah, um, when I was still in film school, um, I had this idea that I wanted to... Uh, make a kids movie for my son because him being five years old he can't watch the stuff i make now not, you no, know not yet no nah, right give him another four or five years <laughs> but um I, I came up with this idea. daddy's weird <laughs> yeah yeah he is but i came up with this idea that i wanted to um make a kids movie but in kind of like how gremlins and ghostbusters and goonies you know like when i was a kid like that was yeah. awesome to me like that, that was that was yeah. magic it was just incredible to see like come to life and like the kids movies nowadays they're just it's all cgi yeah it's crazy cgi bullshit and i just i don't like it no so i came up with this idea called bed bugs and it's about uh kids are being kidnapped by these six foot bugs that live in their mattresses <laughs> and there's this whole like big bugler i created in my head where like they're being transformed transformed from human to bugs for this bug queen so five or six uh kids you know just band together and they have like these super soakers filled with raid and grenades at raid and they just go into this bug lair and just blow them all away oh, yeah like uh lost boys you know yeah, like you, right. you got you know somehow that worked with kids and teens and monster, adults and monster squad Right, like like yeah. all, all this stuff. So that's that's my kids' movie idea. I mean, so. Gremlins is kind of in in a lot of ways more horrific than people give it credit. I mean, those things they were nasty. I was things, four man. when I first saw. Oh, it. I can only yeah. imagine four. That yeah. would have corrupt. Well, no, I didn't need any more corruption. <laughs> it, it's alive. Did it to me, you know. Yeah, cannibal babies. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the basket case did it for me. That yeah, that's a freaky one too, yeah. man. That and there's four of those, right? Or five. Uh, three. Uh, I I didn't get past three. Well, you know what? Now, since I have you in the studio, what did you think of The Last Phantasm? Did you watch that? Uh, Ravager? Yeah. It was okay. Okay, exactly. Yeah, it was okay. I, I had I, the I, pleasure of peeing next to um, Angus Scrim in a bathroom. Nice. At, uh, yeah, the Indianapolis Days of the Dead a couple years back. I peed next to Bruce Campbell. <laughs> it was, you know... You gotta rate these things. Yeah, right? <laughs> I peed next to Bruce... What are you, what are you like? Or our boomsticks. Yeah. <laughs> 
did he say anything? Hey, what's yeah, up, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, but uh, it was funny because um, me and my ex went to this uh, this convention, and uh, when I went in to meet him, he was like, "Hey, what's up, little guy?" Like, really, dude? <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> we're about the same age. <laughs> Seriously, wow. Yeah, uh, well, Evil Dead, yeah, that's that's one that pushed the envelope back in the day, I will yeah. say. And it got a lot of people that normally wouldn't like horror into horror. Into horror, yep. So, all right, so children, I, I love that story. I hope that comes to fruition. Yeah, hopefully Oh, is that James Kafka, Metamorphosis? Metamorphosis. Uh, yeah. yeah, fantastic. I, I Yeah, but that that's a much, you got a big scale there. I don't know how you're going to do that. I don't know either. I don't know at all. I, I don't know. I, I know some people make creature effects. Uh, maybe I'll have to you up but yeah, um sounds uh, good. so well as far as horror though what's next for you um right now um i can't talk a lot about it because oh, i'm one under, of those okay yeah. i got you no but what i can what i can say is that we are in the early stages of scripting a uh high school comedy slasher hmm. as a feature like cooties type of thing um or better uh, i didn't see it yet yeah, i can't find it um, it's on demand. Is it? Yeah, okay. I think it's on or Netflix or one of them. But um, no, it's pretty much just like how like the '80s were back mm. in the '80s. You know, we just want to add some like comedy elements to it. You know, very campy. Um, uh, a death scene involves a bike pump, but I'm not going to go into depth with it. But that's all. I'm gonna oh, say. my imagination's running right yeah. now. <laughs> but yeah, so right now we're we're just we're, we're trying to get you know the ideas and the script together. So not for that. quite Jason. You're going uh, like summer camp or what was that? Um. Oh, there's some great ones there too. Yeah, if you go back to prom night and like yeah. slaughter high, slaughter high, like like yeah. th- those type of of uh, stuff. Trauma's well, yeah. got their eye on you, man. Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, well, you should uh, plug anything and everything right now. Twitters, whatever else you got. I only use Facebook because everybody has one. Yeah. You know, I I was never. I had Twitter. I after like three weeks, I was like, no, nah, this isn't for me. Facebook's so easy and so user friendly. You know, if you wanted to reach yes. out, you know, Jonathan Patrick Hughes, Pittsburgh, you know, Monagahela, that, that's me. <laughs> and to find your movie, uh, you can go on tromanow.com to watch the Twelve Slaves of Christmas, and I believe Saint Nick is either the third or fourth one in. Or you can just be like me and wait for DVD. <laughs> nice, that's how I am too. Yeah, I know you still buy your movies. This is the guy that showed up for Shark Night on opening day. On opening day. <laughs> yeah. yep. Anybody familiar with Shark Night in 3D? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was it, horrible. It, ridiculous movie. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Anything with shark in it, I'm going to watch. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, I mean, they, they're living monsters. They so. stole, like in the opening credit sequence, they stole scenes from Deep Blue Sea. Like, Did they really? Yeah. How did yeah. they get away? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, my God. It's just how it is. <laughs> Hysterical. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Um, so, Cooties, you saw it? Yes. Is it good? It's a fun popcorn flick. Okay. Nothing more, nothing less. Elijah Wood and yeah. I forget who else is in it, uh, but Teachers versus Kid Zombies, basically. Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's funny. It's got like, you know, it's funny moments, but I mean, some, <laughs> I think after about 50 minutes in, it kind of falls a little flat. Ah, oh, boo. But then about- they lose it. Yeah. Mm. But then about 20 minutes later, it comes back up again. So oh, it, yeah. it, it, it's a B movie. Well, I'm still waiting for a really, really good werewolf flick. It's been a while uh, Dog since Dog Soldiers was the best I've seen in years, where you actually see them running through the yes. woods. I, I, yeah. Before that, The Howling. 
and yeah. American Werewolf in London. In you London. know, yeah, is it up to us? I don't know. Nah. I don't know. I, bad Moon wasn't bad. Did you see Bad Moon? I did. I like. Is that the trailer? The, the, yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I like that one. I like that one a lot. That was yeah. good. Also, like your movie, there's only like three people in that flick too. Maybe yep. five at the most. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. But yeah, the, those small casts, you really get to know the characters. Yeah. And that's what's good about Saint Nick. Good callback, folks. You hear that? Check out Saint Nick. And you have to... Saint... The S is in parentheses. Yeah, parentheses. He, yep. he, he had to correct me on Facebook because <laughs> I screwed that up a little <laughs> That's bit. That's okay. A little bit. But, um, yeah. But I want to thank uh, Anthony Everett and his band, Tafos Nomos. Can you come up with an easier name to say, Anthony? I, but, um, yeah. And uh, Bill Mosley, of course, for letting us play his music, too. Um, anything else you got? Uh... Mm, I think that's pretty much it. All right. Yeah. Well, good stuff. I, I feel like we're missing something, but um, there's always a part two. But hey, find me at Fairly Dark on Twitter. And thank you, you guys and you bands out there that have been finding me. I really appreciate it. Um, and of course, David Fairhead on Facebook and um, Kettle Whistle Radio at gmail.com. If you have something to say, say it. And uh, please check out my site www.fairlydarkproductions.com for all the shows uh, all Kettle Whistle Radio shows and you could always hit up www.society-13.com for all the other shows on the network there's a lot of stuff there especially some great adult material I think you guys are missing thanks for tuning in you want to say goodnight see you later thanks again Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. 
Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Electric Acid. 